Every day we hoistle in at Pilots and Pictards Podcast. Welcome to the Pilots and Petards Podcast. This is Drew. I'm the pragmatic and bleeding heart cyclops of this podcast. Jimbo, the anti-millennial, non-conforming, existentialist, pilot critic, and Kenny of the podcast. I'm Liz. I'm the spark plug and keeper of hot takes. I dole them out as I will. And I'm the motherfucking magical Mismo, master of pilots, nobos, and spoilers. And this is the podcast with nothing much to do about aircrafts, but potentially everything to do with the first episode of a filmic series. A disclaimer, petard is a word, it is a real word, and petards are bombs. Look it up and read your Shakespeare. It'll be good for you. And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, the Biden Foundation, for ad-free listening. We're hoping Dr. Biden will join us for an episode in 2019. Here's a big old fuck you for crooked media, fuck your crooked piece of shit's ads, and fuck you, Bill Maher, for thrashing about the pop culture tar pit like the dinosaur that you are. Just to let you know, Bill Maher, here are the latest AARP discounts for baby boomers like you who just won't let the future happen. If you want to go to A&W restaurants, there's 10% off a discount. Applebee's has a golden apple card program for you. Arby's does 10% off some discounted soft drinks. And Backyard Burgers gets you a free soft drink with every meal as long as you eat four or five. So Bill Maher, go have fun, but please stay away from anything that would indicate to me what your opinions are. If you'd like to contact us to sponsor a show or slander a rival, we're more than willing to do so for money. Someone switched us up, Mo. I did. I don't like. I I don't like this, Mo. You, I don't like you, that you owe you us. Missed all. They owe us, dude. You owe Do us. Do not edit this out. <sighs> you owe us. And you can repay your debt by taking the survey. There is a link titled "Survey" in the show notes. Click on it and take our survey, and you could win one of two twenty-five dollar gift cards to anywhere you want, as long as they give out gift cards. I I put in there what we need your money, so pay up. No, we don't beg people for money. Mo. We're not this begging. Is... I think it's demanding more than yes, begging. Yeah, yeah. We're doing the opposite. We are giving <laughs> money for feedback. All right, all right, whatever. Listen to Jimbo, listen to me, however, which way we want to put it. Um, so to be el- eligible to win a gift card, make sure to add your name and contact info in the first question. And we genuinely want your honest feedback because your comments will definitely influence the evolution of Pilots and Petard's podcast. And we want to ring in 2019 being a brand new spanking sparkling, spanking sparkling podcast. Uh, the survey takes less than four minutes to complete. Once again, you could win 25 bucks. Uh, random drawing will be held January 1st of 2019. And we do have a content warning. There will be some rape talk in today's episode. So if you want to avoid that, we'll see you next week. As well as incest. Do people care about incest? That's talks? a trigger really? for people. Okay. And incest. There's incest. Yeah, that's That's weird. a trigger for people. I yeah. didn't know that. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Let's not dive into it. Join us today as we cast judgment and determine if the HBO fantasy War of the Roses Game of Thrones will be hoisted or not hoisted. That is the question. What is fucking War of the Roses? I just don't understand. It's a war. Do people know that? Do people know that that has to do with Game of Thrones? There's so many other things. Not especially. It's it's like a lesser known Shakespeare work. It has nothing to do with Shakespeare. It's an actual war that took place. I know. That's also the inspiration of a lesser known Shakespeare work that you can watch that combines like a whole bunch of different like interpretations of the 400 year conflict over the course of an eight hour play that people sometimes go to see and pretend that they enjoy. <laughs> to pretend that 
something. No one enjoys the War of the Roses in the theater. Cool. Well, we are rooted in Shakespeare, folks. So if you don't know what War of the Roses is, Google it. I don't know what to tell you. I'm about I'm about <laughs> to go Google it right now. <laughs> There's dragons and shit. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right. What's everyone's background? So this this was my first Game of Thrones experience. What? Wait, so you have an opinion about it, but you've never watched it? I just watched it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're out of fucking control, Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, so my background is I am obsessed. I read all these books before like the first episode of HBO aired. I torrented the fifth book when it came out when we were in Mozambique. I'm glad I didn't pay for it because the fifth book and the fourth book are both trash. But yeah, I have a lot of background with the show. I love this. Sh- well, I love a lot of things about this show. I have tried to watch this in the past. I think I got to episode three or four. I just, it's not for me. I'm with Drew. I, I read the first three books. I got maybe halfway through the fourth and then skipped to the good parts because it wasn't that great. Probably got it from Drew's illegal download in Peace Corps. And I, I love it. Just on bated breath for the 2019, April 2019. I've been waiting since April 2015, probably. <laughs> When's the last time? It's been more than yeah. a year. Cool. Drew, do you want to say a little bit more about the books? So um, Game of Thrones is based on a fantasy series by a guy named George R.R. R. Martin, keeping the double R's in the name in the fantasy genre, J.R.R. R. Tolkien, but different guy. Um, and he began writing a what was supposed to be a series of three books called um, A Song of Ice and Fire after he finished the first book called A Game of Thrones. Um, the second one came out a year and a half later. He decided at that point to expand it to a five issue or a five book series. Two years after the second book came out, the third book came out. It got longer. Four years after the third book came out, the fourth book came out. And then seven and a half years after the fourth book came out, the fifth book came out. It has now been eight years since that fifth book came out, and people are kind of not sure whether or not um, the series will end by George R. R. Martin, but at this point, the TV show has surpassed the written material, so that makes it very interesting. And Martin did give his input to the two showrunners and producers and directors of the show, so they are following his spirit. And George R. R. Martin has talked a lot about how he has based this storyline off of the War of the Roses mode. The War of the Roses took place in the middle to late 15th century. And you have just a period of time where you have a lot of people fighting for the throne in England. And so a lot of the major plot points are at least somewhat connected to characters and events that actually happened. Including the dragons. Of course. Yeah. And then based in a fantasy world. Just Europeans tearing shit up like they like to do. As is their way. And now Drew's going to hit us with that two-sentence summary. Yes, shit is going down in Westeros. Okay, the king is coming to collect his best friend because the kingdom is in disarray. There's intrigue, there's secrets, there's vows, there's betrayals, there's incest, there's lots of nudity. And it's all going down in the Game of Thrones. So stay tuned to see if you should give a steaming pile of crap. Section one is going to be our spoiler-free but... You've already decided whether you care to watch Game of Thrones or not, so we're going to keep it very brief. We're all just going to maybe make one point about highs and lows, and then and then we're going to continue on with our spoiler-free mini-episode, and then we'll hit you with that extended discussion in a couple days. So go ahead, Drew. Hit us. A high or a low. 
Yep. Um, so the high for me was um, this is a really nice balance of an ensemble of characters. Um, what I really like about these characters, too, is that um, there's a nice balance of showing and telling. Um, the way I learn about most of the characters, especially the children and family members, is the way they interact with each other. So I really like how they define relationships and define characters through relationships. Um, I think that I'm doing um, the the Petard trivia, and so I have some very cool insider info about um, about where some of the uh, mythology from the show came from. What about you guys? High points. So I I'm gonna toss it to a low point. I don't care about any of the people on this show. Really? See, I think the family dynamic bet- with the Starks is really compelling. I actually like the Starks a lot, which I guess makes sense because they're kind of more or less the main characters at the moment. Like the world building is good. It's there. It's one of those things where I think if you're a Lord of the Rings fan and I think if you're a J.R.R. Tolkien fan, you'll really appreciate it because uh, Tolkien is just all world building. <laughs> so so maybe I should add, you know, being the nonconformist, this, the show's popularity is definitely hurting it. I think whenever anyone is just really into something, I, I tend to not want to be as into it. Jon Snow is maybe the character that I would be most interested in. So there was no level of intrigue with any of the characters? I would say because there's so many characters being introduced, none of them are actually fully developed. They're more archetypes. And the just the fantasy-ness of the show doesn't make up for that lack of me really getting to know one or two characters. It did make me really want to go replay The Witcher again, which I don't know if was the point, but that's a thing that happened. What's The Witcher? The Witcher is a fantasy like RPG game, but I don't usually like fantasy games either or fantasy shows particularly like middle ages but i really enjoyed the witcher major problem i have with game of thrones is that it is just hard to watch as a woman just maybe just me as a woman i can't speak for every woman um i can't speak for you know every survivor but just for me personally i all of the excessive violence towards women, all of the rape, it just takes away every. And once again, I cannot speak for every woman. I'm not saying every woman or survivor feels that way. That's just how I feel. I have a dangling thread about this discrepancy between, not discrepancy, but like the way men have enjoyed Game of Thrones and the way women have and the different reactions over the years. So I want to bring that one up. I will say to that, um, one thing that, kind of almost to Jimbo's credit of like the popularity is why I dislike it. One thing I really dislike about Game of Thrones is anytime, particularly on dates, a guy will ask me, do I watch Game of Thrones? And I say, no, it's not for me. And he immediately gets upset. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Red flag. Awesome. <laughs> Glad we got it out of the yeah, way. That's, that's kind of yeah, strange. That's a weird but... thing to like be a deal breaker. Lizzie, thank you for bringing the, the young single people perspective to the PMP podcast. You're welcome. Like, that's I'm great. here. It's like, what's a date? Anytime. What's, a date? <laughs> what's the first date? They're the worst. I actually oh, thought the the sexism was kind of a high point. The portrayal of women with the historical context going back to 14th, 15th, the Middle Ages in general. I think the show captures that. Like the daughters are they're like trade property goods. Yeah. to be. They're like goods yeah, to they're, be yeah, they're like a trading good. So that so I thought the portrayal of the sexism as far as the power dynamics between the males and females was was a high point. Not not a high point about the sexual violence against women. It wouldn't be a genuine reflection of the 
world being portrayed if there wasn't that kind of violence against women. It just wouldn't be the world that George R. R. Martin is trying to paint. Yeah. I think my issue is it's more just like there's a gratuitous amount of it. Every scene there's like nipple and rape. Yeah. That's my issue. (laughs) There's another issue as well. Like, why do all these white guys want to tell stories about, you know, the Middle Ages and like in general, these dynamics? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think there's probably something to say about that as well. But we're definitely dangling. And this is still part section one. So nerds are horny. I think that's why. Oh, that, huh. (laughs) Everyone's horny, though. Yeah, but I think nerds are exceptionally horny. I think nerds are also a certain types of nerds (laughs) kind of live in this bubble of they don't know what women are like. And I'm not saying J.R. Martin Martin is like that. I'm not saying HBO's Game of Thrones is like that because I know that these characters develop into strong women. But I am saying nerds sometimes don't know what women are like. Yes. And until we have androids that we can have sex with, you know, these people are just going to have to write crappy stories. They're going to have to let their feelings out somehow. Reddit. Okay. (laughs) all right then on that note we are going to move into our watch or rewatch is drew going to watch the entire series again before season seven comes out i will if you do mo mo you want to make it you want to make a thread you want to make a little chat and we can watch together and talk yeah i do want to you guys can start the 51st podcast on the game of thrones if you guys want as well we could also be accountability buddies mo Keep each other accountable, but we won't diet and do unfun stuff. We'll watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yo, no, I was watching it with my partner and he kind of just jumped in like season three or four. And so he was so confused on what was happening. And I'm like, wait, you haven't, you don't get it. Like you don't get what the buildup. You don't live that life. Like he's so lost. So I'm, I'm, I'm down to rewatch it. I already had it in my mind. Yes, Mo. Let's watch episode two tonight and text each other. Okay. Done. All right, Liz, do you want to join in on this nonsense? Uh, Hard pass. Yeah, same here. Okay, we're moving on. Now, (laughs) give it a chance. The moment we've all been waiting for to hoist or not to hoist, that is the question. I was on the fence, but I'm just going to lean towards hoist because I know these guys are all going to not hoist it. So I'm hoisting it just out of spite towards Drew. (laughs) Jimbo, as long as it's not because it's longer than 22 minutes, because I feel like a lot of things get hoisted by you. They're like. Longer than it takes this to like cook a pizza. an hour, seven minutes. No, it was an hour and one minute. And then there was like behind the scenes stuff and credits after 101. Which I definitely watched. I almost hoisted Westworld last week just because it was 76 minutes when you turned it on. I was like, oh, what the hell? This is bullshit. <laughs> not hoist from Drew, Mo. Absolutely not hoisting. All right, Liz. I'm going to hesitantly... Not hoist, because I do think it's a good show. I just know it's not a show for me. That's fair. It's one of those things where I can appreciate the art of it. I appreciate what it is telling. I just don't want to personally watch it for personal reasons. At least Liz has a good reason, Jimbo. <laughs> Hoisters, I'm I'm going to conform. I'm, I'm going to give it the, the lowest <laughs> value of not hoist. Jimbo, the nonconformist, is conforming. <laughs> I'm conforming, you guys. I'm going to probably watch episode two so I can text with Ooh. Mo and Drew tonight. No. Yeah! <laughs> no, I'm definitely He's not. I'm jealous. definitely not going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, but this is a good Take pilot. that off the table. Mo, let's put him in a thread and just pretend like Jimbo's not there. And he'll get all the texts. <laughs> right. I'll wake up every morning to a thousand text messages. Yeah. Lots of memes and gifs. <laughs> okay. Mo, what's next? 
All right, so our next section, um, you'd think I'd have this memorized by now, but you know. Put it anywhere, guys. <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, is our Q for B, Quest for the Best, or the better known as Put It Anywhere, guys? And I literally don't care where you put this, guys. Yeah, he's just slamming a drawer. <laughs> yeah. He needs to take notes. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out, Hoisters. I liked Westworld last week. I th- Game of Thrones definitely develops a conflict better. And I mean, there's no confusion on what the conflict is. I would say it's a very cliche conflict, but it does that. But I mean, as far as production value and just really great scenes, I think the genre of Westworld is more appealing to me. Like I maybe mentioned off mic, the philosophy and the science fiction is definitely more my arena versus mythology and fantasy. But I think it, it's, I would put it below Westworld. I would put it in between Killing Eve and Miss Maisel. Um, I'm, I'm a lot more with Mo because it, it's better than this close. Why? I don't know. Because it is. That's a great reason. Because <laughs> your reasons have been so solid, Jimbo. <laughs> I know Jimbo doesn't like things that are longer than twenty-two minutes, and he said that like Westworld personally appeals to him. So, thank you, Liz. Spark plug. This close is unique, and we I think we ranked it so highly because it was like a breath of fresh air of a of a pilot but game of thrones was the world building was amazing the characters even though you didn't care about them jimbo were really well they're like arcs were already kind of dished out in in one hour and it's each family yeah very very shallow low points as well um i'm gonna dig it though because there is some gratuitous like one of my low points i didn't talk about was like there's gratuitous nudity and the thing is like internet porn is there like it's not 2002 like you can get at like all that stuff you want and like the thing is if you tried to show someone who might not have super be into game of thrones this show like i would be a little bit embarrassed by the amount of nudity like watching this with your parents would be really awkward by the fourth or fifth season it's an hbo show but like there's a lot of cinemax skinemax stuff going on so i could i could push this down a little bit past marvelous miss Maisel, but i'm kind of with mo i think it's better than this close if it's any consolation, uh, this is my third episode with the pilot's crew, and it is better than both Titans and The Rookie. Sure is. She's on our side, Jimbo. <laughs> Go as low as you can, Drew. Come on. You want to put it like in between My Name is Earl and X-Men? Oh. I can do that. X-Men is also an ensemble that I think did a really good job maintaining yeah, a you're good right, story. Yeah, you're right, We but... should put it below X-Men. Oh, I, I want to put it below X-Men, Mo. I can put it above one, Wonder Years, at least. Yeah. All right, so we got a new number 15. Jimbo, if it makes you feel any better, I was looking above the shield, and I was like, why is wow. Better Call Saul so high? But it... This list is literally Better Call Saul is good. Dumb. It, what? This list just <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It's just like a... Make your own list. How do I feel this way? I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell Zero every single week. Make your own list then. (laughs) Mo, we're going to fix the list on the Pileys, which is our end of the year Pilots Award Show. This is why we need your survey feedback, hoisters. Hoistlers. (laughs) People love the list, I don't get it. Please tell me I mean the six people that have done the survey love it. All right, fine. The six people who are just Jimbo six times. It's the like six Jimbo. Different uh, two out of the four, Jimbo and I. No, actually, we have we have four likes to two dislikes on the on the quest for the best. Not counting Drew and I. There you, oh, not counting us. So all of our other five listeners, please, please help. Shrek please help us. was anti-list. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. We're gonna add our petardar. 
And then we are going to wrap up the mini-sode and move on to our extended discussion. So, Petardar, what's what's on there? If you are digging this world of Game of Thrones, there are two graphic novel adaptations of George R. R. Martin short stories uh, starring Duncan Egg. Uh, they're produced, I believe, by Dark Horse Media, but just go Amazon or click on the link in the Petardar to check them out. They all occur like two or 300 years before the time of Game of Thrones, but they exist in that world, and there's cool little spoilers and Easter eggs. In addition, there is a very cool video game inspired by the war of the roses it's a ps1 classic called uh final fantasy tactics and if you enjoy this type of storytelling this type of intrigue i have played and finished that game more than 10 times i love it what about you guys i was i was also going to recommend video games i talked about it a little bit earlier but if you like this play the witcher 3 uh particularly which is uh came out in 2015 game of the year fantastic game also telltale a while back did a game of thrones uh, telltale game which features some of the main ensemble but mostly a small family that uh is not in the show i'm going to recommend two things uh there the the book the never-ending story is the, maybe the only fantasy story that comes to mind that i that i really enjoyed and also i'm going to recommend the song royals by lord interesting is it just because it's about royals kings and queens will never be royals <laughs> That kind of luck just ain't for us. <laughs> All right. Mo, where are you at? Well, since we're going down the fantasy genre, I mean, we've mentioned Lord of the Rings, so obviously that's relevant. And Harry Potter. Let's just go there. And just Google pictures of Jon Snow or Kit Harrington because he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I support that. There's a scandal because if you Google certain pictures of John Harrington, you can't look at them at work. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Sorry. There's a scene in the more recent season of his butt, and it's... Uh, there's also apparently a nude of him that a Russian model took, oh. uh, which may or may not be him, oh. and he's hanging some dong in that picture. Well, you know, if we're going to objectify women in this series, let's... Might ladies, well. let's yeah, gather and look at Jon Snow's butt. Yeah. Low point. Why was there no penis? I don't think there was any vagina, but there was Well, close. there's some castration in this, in this, so... You guys are getting into my dangling thread. You guys need to read show notes. So that's what I got. All right, you guys ready for the next part? All right, Hoisters, so that wraps up our mini spoiler-free episode of Game of Thrones' first episode, Winter is Coming. So stay tuned. In a few days, we are going to release our extended discussion where we will continue the conversation. We will go into our filmic analysis and our dangling threads, petard trivia, and shop talk. So join us in a few days. We'd like to thank Jake Drew for our intro and outro music. If you haven't yet, click on that survey. Give us the feedback. We're going to use that feedback. We're going to make the show better towards whatever you want us to do. And add the new Twitter account. There's also a link for that. Yeah, and Pilots and Batards is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Check us out at butwhythough.com. And Lizzie and I both have articles and things that we write there. Every day we hoistle in. Pilots and Batards out. <laughs>